Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Transcending Humanity. I'm Vanessa. I'm joined by Taryn and Jess this week. I want to do, do a little bit of a content warning ahead of this. We are going to be talking about Next Benedict this week. And just for the content warning of, you know, assault and honestly, uh, murder um, that we are going to be talking about, whether or not that murder was meant to be that way or not. So, and we're already demonetized here, so we can just talk about whatever we want. Um, so I wanted to just jump in and say this is our next Benedict episode. It's been on all of our minds. It's The news has just been absolutely devastating to the trans community. Um, and Jess has a little bit of an update on Nexus pronouns. Uh, Jess, uh, to start us off, would you mind going into that real quick? Sure. Yeah, happy to. Yeah, we just were discussing before we started recording. Um, so it came out, um, really kind of came into more public social media discourse yesterday that um, that next actually preferred he, him pronouns. Um, and so uh, I know, like, I have gotten used to thinking of next with the pronouns of they, them, as that was the beginning of how the reporting started about, um, about next, but uh, we are going to do our best to respect that and use he, him. And I just want to acknowledge that that is why we're going off of the most um, current information that we have, um, even though there has been uh, conflicting reports about that and a lot of details about Nex's life. Um, we are just, we're trying to be as respectful as we can um, to Nex's memory. And so mm. we will be using he, him. Amazing. Yes. Yeah. Because as we are starting to understand, um, it sounds like Nex identified as trans, trans male. So, um, so yeah. Um, thank you, Jess, for bringing that up because that's something I hadn't heard yet. I know Taryn had kind of as well. So, yeah, uh, getting to business really quick. Uh, don't forget, we have a Patreon, transcendinghumanity.com. There's all the links to it. We would love your support. Um, we pour our heart and soul into this show. And the more support that we can have financially, the merrier, because, you know, it's money's good. <laughs> so, price of a coffee, less than a Starbucks caramel macchiato. Um, you can support, keep us going. Meal. Yeah, exactly. So, um, how are you two holding up through all this? I, it's been, Taryn, I know you've posted that it's kind of torn you up. Yeah. I mean, I went through, um, it was kind of like, it was like various stages of grief, right? Mm -hmm. So when I first read the news, it was over the weekend, um, this past weekend. Well, actually, wait, it wasn't this weekend. It was the the previous weekend, but I decided to post about it on LinkedIn, right? Um, it surprisingly went viral, right? And a lot of people weighed in on it. Um, at that time that I was posting it, I felt a lot of anger, right? And, and um, I, I can't speak for you two and would love to hear you chime in. But for me, as somebody who has literally been beaten in the school when I was in high school, I understood kind of Nexus mindset, right? When he went to the cops and he was being interviewed on that camera. And he was like, why are we even bother reporting it? You know, you feel like this, this helplessness, right. With the bullying. And even though this is creating a conversation, I think in the country that is necessary, um, 
this is nothing new to anybody who's been in that LGBTQ2SIA plus community. Mm-hmm. Like this is our life, right? School for me felt like a prison because I felt like I kept getting beat up in the cell <laughs> like all the time. So I stepped through that emotion and then it just was kind of sorrow and helplessness, right? Because I feel like as an elder, right, um, in the community, you know, and as somebody who's mixed indigenous, you know, my my brother is Cherokee, right? Same nation um, that, you know, next died in. And um, it just felt like, what is the point of of doing what we do, right? When we can't even stop something as grotesque and as brutal as this was, mm-hmm. you know? And I, I just, it, it, it still stays with me, right? I'm like, I, I still have that agitation, irritation and anger that it's like, and I think the subsequent videos of some of these politicians have only worsened it. They've been horrible. Absolutely. You hear how, what the process that y'all went through, right? And how, like, how you felt on hearing the news. And did you have that flashback to your youth or any challenges you had? Jess, go ahead. Um, yeah, I, um, yeah, I mean, hearing the news, it's interesting that, Taryn, you mentioned kind of passing through different stages of emotion with this, because I think I did too, um, for sure. Uh, like, um, I came out in high school, and that was really hard. Um, I I was not, I didn't experience, um, I wasn't like beaten by peers, that wasn't my experience. Um, I had like stuff thrown at me and yelled at me and, you know, I was bullied, not to the, not to the extent of that, um, you know, that much physical, um, issues from school peers. I had other issues, but, um, but yeah, it definitely, you know, took me back in, in that way. Um, and there's been a lot of, um, a lot of people online talking about how this has brought up a lot of trauma for them, you know, and just that this has um, been traumatizing on so many levels. Um, I think that it's interesting because I know that I have this, like, there's anger somewhere. I haven't really been able to access that anger. And like, anger is a hard one for me to access a lot of times. So I've been pretty stuck in sadness and grief Um and and really thinking a lot about what you know what can i do um i have um you know fears around this as a parent who is going to support their child being whoever they are you know uh very much in a in a red area um even though luckily the specific local area i'm in is is really progressive but the state is not um and I mean, another thing that I've been thinking of kind of in all of this is it's just kind of brought up like school just seems so dangerous now, you know, I mean, like school was dangerous when we went to school for people who are othered for different reasons. Um, but like the point of like the fears of mass shooting and the um, the um, incitement to violence from the right, um, which is a lot of the kind of more systemic cultural 
um, through lines that really unfortunately like supported this um, action being perpetuated by individuals. But it's like, you can't think about you know, if you if you always blame things on individuals, you're never seeing the picture of the system. Right. And yeah. so really kind of taking that away of like, yes, this happened to one individual student by some other individual students. But this culture that we are in um, is so pervasive in hatred and divisiveness that that it's so dangerous for kids like next just to go to school just mm. to like exist you know and we know it's so dangerous for adults and then it just of course just seems so much more sad for to know that kids are having that experience even just at the point that they're just trying to figure themselves out and just mm -hmm. trying to like think about doing homework and shit you know <laughs> and like don't even have that like clarity to do that because they're trying to survive. Um, so I've been thinking a lot about just like bullying in general, just the culture of bullying in our schools. Um, obviously there's a lot around that with, um, with all of the, everything that the right is pushing around that to support that culture. But, um, you know, but thinking about like, this is so terrible that this happened to next, obviously, but how many other kids are getting bullied, you know, that mm -hmm. hopefully will survive that bullying, but how like scarring is that to them? And what can we do about that? You know, as um, elders in the community, as um, advocates and activists, you know, like what, what can we do to try to help um, students that are, especially those that are in uh, areas like Oklahoma, where that culture is just so tough compared to, uh, you know, a more progressive area like New York or California, where sure, that still happens there, I'm certain, but it's just a different level of the system. The systemic level is different in those places, you know? So, yeah, I mean, I've, I've been thinking all over the map with it, but, um, and, and I mean, I think part of it is like, I've just really had some moments of, just like wanting this to all not be true, you know? Yeah. Um, but really just coming back to like, this is what it is and what are we going to do now? You know? It's, I mean, for my high school career was pretty um, uneventful because um, I was, it, I didn't come out until I was 40. So, um, and honestly, my high school class is a pretty decent class. We all got along pretty well, but so I don't so much have that kind of uh, trauma to look back at, but school nowadays, is it's a complete different animal than what it was when, when we were in school. And like, as you two have been saying, like you, you run the risk of being shot, you have you run the risk of being assaulted. And now we have bullying coming, not just from peers, but also from the teachers. So it, it sounds like Owasso, did I pronounce that right? Owasso High School? Um, I think so. It sounds like it's a pretty toxic school in general, too, because um, we know that I think last year a teacher resigned after being, you know, verbally assaulted pretty much by uh, lips of TikTok. And um, then there's another student, a uh, trans student uh, that had graduated that spoke out saying that, you know, um, they had been bullied directly by adult staff at the school. Yeah. So mm -hmm. it's... 
it's coming from them at all angles. And in states like Oklahoma, um, I can see this probably happening in Ohio and all over the place too. But like you have that one senator calling the queer community filth. And it's the the state superintendent is like, I saw a little bit of footage of him just talking in his car and just going on about how like being queer is wrong. And it's there. It's just this theocratic nightmare and it's an absolute nightmare. And these kids just want to go to school. They just want to survive it and graduate and get out and move on with their lives. And you know, as elders, we're here, we're supposed to be trying to be able to tell them it gets better. <sighs> Fuck right now. If it doesn't it get better right now, it, it's hard. Um, the, the, the best way to, to get through this is to find your community like we have here. Um, for younger people listening, I hear Discord's a great place to go to to build a community. Um, and we have to stick together. So, I mean, we are all of us very different people. Um, but, yeah, yeah, it's this whole thing with Next hit me really hard. I I kind of see him as kind of like a little brother, or honestly, I'm old enough to be his, his mom. But, like... There's been other murders and deaths in the trans community, but this one really seems to be resonating with people. Um, I'm not trying to downplay the the deaths of the other of other people, but I think this resonates with people so much because it was in school, you know, um, people that had been bullied before, like, and the escalation of it um, when he was being interviewed by police in the hospital. He said that um, he was being tormented by these girls, which turned out to be, <clears throat> excuse me, younger than him. I believe they were freshmen. He didn't really know them that well. Um, and he wound up pouring water on them. Um, and that instigated, that, that's what, I don't want to say that instigated, That that's what their response was. The punishment did not fit the crime. Um, well, let me, like, can we just go back for a sec? Yeah. Right? So when they were mocking Next and a friend, bullying Next and a friend, Next response, Next's response was to throw some water on them, right? Mm -hmm. Their response was to beat Next to the ground and smash their head into the floor. Yeah. Like that's, I, 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 and I'm sorry to jump in on what you were saying, but it was like, that's to me like the most insane part when i saw some of these like articles start saying that next through water on them right i was like listen a death penalty is never the is never the solution to getting water you know right? yeah so, like it's the crime was so severe like the what those girls did was so severe um and like i said very triggering i mean for people like me that were on a locker room floor with three boys beating my makeup wearing nail polish wearing but on the floor of a locker room, this was incredibly triggering. I was on a crawled up in a little fetal position, and I could only imagine what next was going through as they were slamming his head into the floor. And I mean, that's like part of the just that's part of the rage, right? <laughs> it was like I couldn't, I couldn't defend myself. Next had people. I think there were there were people in the the room, in the bathroom with them, and it's just I feel like it's so heinous. And that's such your point, right? It's activating people like it's never done before. Mm -hmm. you know, we've seen these murders before, right? And um, 
they are grotesque and they are horrible and they are brutal. But this just re is resonating with people because of that. And I, I just feel like the the severity of it and just happening in school, like things are starting to piece together in some people's brains. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I think, sorry, I didn't cut you off there, but um, I was just going to say that I think the other piece, in addition to this happening in school and that kind of being like, okay, well, that's new. Like <laughs> that's, that's not, you know, I mean, because unfortunately like the trans community is not, um, you know, unfamiliar with uh, murders happening, but um, but it happening in school, but specifically it being is easier to see the links with this situation and the policies. It's easier to see the links to the anti-trans bathroom policies. It's easier to see the links to the school pushing out a, a you know, queer teacher or a teacher that is, you know, pro-queer um, and bringing in uh, what's her name? Shia um, Yeah. The, she, she, who the libs of TikTok person. Um, I don't even want to say her name, but yeah. whatever. Um, and well. like all of that, um, I think it's just a lot more direct in this situation. Um, and, and, and something that so many people in the community have been calling out with these policies saying, you know, these policies can cause something like, oh, you know, like this actually is what this can cause. Like, you know, and being able to, um, it's just a lot easier to connect the dots with this. Um, in addition to the fact that school is supposed to be a safe place, right? Um, and, sure and you know, that that the administration and the teachers and the adults around are supposed to be the responsible parties to keep children safe. That's the whole point. Um, but yeah, just like even outside of that, um, just that whole culture of, you know, that, uh, you know, this, the anti-woke movement, um, and like, this is a, this is a direct result of that, like hatred happening. Yeah, um, definitely. Cause and effect. Yeah. Yeah. Looks like Zach just joined us. Um, Hi. Hey, Zach. Hey. Um, so, yeah, it's the adults in this situation have failed on so many levels. Knowing that he identified as a trans male really makes the bathroom thing really make a lot more sense, too. Um, my dog is dreaming over there. Um, just to be clear, who are we talking about? Next Benedict. Next Benedict. Oh, um, if I could just say something on that. So I, um, I'm with the Four Freedoms Democratic Club in New York, and uh, I was talking to the um, uh, diversity, equity, inclusion, and belonging panel that meets uh, every other, every couple of weeks. And we were going over things that we can do to prevent bullying in schools because that's how this happened um even though he was he was on his deathbed and they they were going to press charges because he dumped water on them but um but um what my idea is to kind of have a, a panel where um people from the lgbtqia plus community 
can share their stories about, you know, what it's like to be in their bodies. And it wouldn't just be members of that community. It would be members from organizations that support that community. And we would exchange ideas about how we can work together to do something substantive to have an impact on reducing, if not outright ending bullying against uh, transgender and non-binary youth. And um, while there is no date in place yet, I was wondering if this, uh, if this discussion is something any of you would be interested in joining in. Um, yeah, yeah, um, I would say so. Okay. I can provide details, but I just wanted to, because um, I'm actually on my way to another appointment, but I just wanted to come on and, uh, you know, kind of see see where you were or what you thought of uh, doing a, a panel like this. Because the thing that we need to understand is it's going to take a lot of education yeah, uh, about, about that community and a lot of self-reflection um, to really to really do something substantive so this never happens again because you know it was it was next but it could be it could be any one of them especially with all the anti anti trans and and anti um, non binary legislation out there mm-hmm. yeah so, definitely but really thank you for having this discussion yeah thanks for popping in and um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. sharing that we are it's I I was talking about just the failure of the adults that we've had, um, like from the school. I mean, the resource officer didn't do anything, um, and no ambulance was called. And eventually, um, for dumping water on on these bullies' head, like really, yeah, yeah, going to press charges. Come on, yeah. When next was in the hospital, (laughs) uh, the police were telling him that. you know, he was just as culpable as the girls that beat him up because, oh. you know, it, but yeah, the escalation, as yeah. Darren said, the escalation was right. just mind boggling. So I'm sorry, um, but I have to, I have to go, but okay. um, I'll provide details when I can. Okay. Thanks, Zach. Thanks. Yep. Zach. Of course. Yeah. Um, surprise, Zach. <laughs> um, yeah. <clears throat> The, I, I was talking earlier about how, um, how he identified as a, as a trans male. That makes this bathroom thing make a whole lot more sense too than, um, than on the non-binary level. And you can see, you can kind of just hear what it was like in the bathroom. Those girls are like, "What are you doing here? You're a boy or whatever." Um, or you'll never be man enough, you'll never be woman enough, whatever they were saying, you know, it had to be just absolutely cruel. Um, but, I mean, that mentality that these kids have, that's not, that, that's learned, you know, that comes down from their parents. And hatred is just, it goes on through generations. Um, and as Zach was saying, you know, we have to find a way to stop it. One of the biggest what is she doing? My dog is over there like grunting in her sleep. Um, one of the biggest things that we can do is get these Republicans out of office in order to actually start creating change because this 
it, it's like it's like a rot that's festering um, from the government to the people, and we we have to stop it. So um, having allies, I'm going to share an ally video here in a little bit, but having allies is very important. Um, and I think this case also can be confusing for allies too, because next has been identified as non-binary. And I know a lot of people just don't, the entire idea of non-binary just breaks a lot of people's brains. So, um, so we are so programmed on a, on a binary genders, uh, that it's, it's not that way. So I mean, for socialization since birth. Oh, mm-hmm. this is that binary. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I've said that crap for years and decades. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And now they can't think past that. Now, I think um, to Zach's point, right? You know, I don't have a lot of hope on stopping bullying. This has been going on forever. Yeah. You know, I mean, I can share stories with you of how I got the beatings in school, right? For being a GNC makeup wearing, you know, assigned male at birth person. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and that was in the 80s. So flash yeah. forward, that's right. Um, it's always been happening. It will continue to happen. I think just hit on an amazing, on just spot on, on the point of the intersection between that cause and effect, right? In Oklahoma, they are still trying to pass 49 anti-trans, anti-LGBTQ plus laws. 49 of them, right? This school district has been problematic, you know, and I think just to your point, exactly. People are starting to connect the dots. Like, oh, if we do this, then this happens. You know, it's in a shame that somebody has to be brutally assaulted and die from those injuries for somebody to connect the dots. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I'm going to soapbox for a second, but like, you know, in the last two weeks, we've seen a couple of different things pop up, right? A clump of cells is a child, and yet a trans non-binary child is not as filth, mm-hmm. okay? That is what one major political party in this country is selling. Mm-hmm. A clump of cells with no consciousness is a child, but a but an actual child is filth. And I want that to set in with every person listening to this pod every ally, okay? You know, we had the IVF rolling, which is ridiculous. We had the the next, which came directly from these Oklahoma legislators and school district people and superintendents. I mean, all of this is connected in this weird-ass, pardon the French, crappy theocracy that one party is trying to put into place, right? And it's getting tiring to remind people that we belong and we exist Mm -hmm. and we are not filth, right? We are human beings and we should be treated with the basic respect and dignity of a human being. Um, You know, I also saw something encouraging. So it was the first um, conviction, murder conviction of a trans woman. So the federal, I think it was a federal jury or judge court courthouse convicted a man of, you know, killing a trans woman because after he had relations with her, you know, um, people insulted him and he got really mad and butthurt. So decided to take it out and kill somebody for that. Um, So, you know, and that was in South Carolina, I believe. So, 
you know, while we have the red states, there's a mix, right? Next murdered in Oklahoma, a trans woman gets some sort of justice in a federal courthouse in South Carolina. Yeah. You know, and there is so much further that we have to go, you know, and I just feel like, Jess, I'm, I'm glad people are connecting the dots, right? Mm-hmm. Because it's about damn time. It really is. It really is. No more stolen children, no more stolen siblings. Mm-hmm. Like, people need to stand up and wake up because when they're coming for IVS or IVF or abortion, right? This is all connected people. Like, mm-hmm. I just feel like, I don't know how I can scream that. I feel like I got to be in the corner of like some you know, major intersection in California and be like, it's all connected holding a giant ass sign up. It's, I mean, it's nothing is coincidence. Nothing is happenstance. No. This is like, this is the plan. It's very, very, it's very organized plan. It's terrifying. And you're right. It is all connected. Um, And they're attacking from all fronts. They have to be stopped. Um, And the only way to stop them is to remove them from office. But it's, it's hard to get through to people to say this. It's not just the trans community under attack. It's, huge swaths of the population anybody with a uterus that has any plans of having a kid or that's raped or anything all this stuff is just it's such an absolute mess that yeah as taryn as you said like they consider an embryo a person but a trans kid filth i mean george george carlin is one of my favorite uh, comedians and he had his bit about how conservatives only care about the unborn, and once you're born, you're you're on your own, you're fucked, and it's true. You know they don't care. Alabama also takes, I believe, they took away um, school lunch programs, so <clears throat> they want these kids born, but then they don't want anything to do with them. They don't want any support. Um, if you people Sorry, that want ahead. to, what's that? No, I was going to say something, but go ahead. Oh, I, I was just going to give a quick plug for people that want to follow the news. Um, the, the investigation is ongoing, and uh, initially the police said that it, the death wasn't related to trauma, um, and they are, they're backpedaling on that, but um, it's they were working off the initial um, medical examiner report. And there's a bunch of different ways, causes of death, and um, the trauma is just the medical term, but if... If you look up under the, t- I keep on saying under the table, under the desk news, uh, they are covering this very, very closely. Um, they have a very close eye on everything. They have multiple, multiple videos uh, kind of explaining what's going on. And uh, they go into much better detail than I ever possibly could. So they are the ones to check out under the desk news. Um, I think they're most active on Instagram and TikTok. Um, but that's where I'm finding out most of my news on this. And it's all ongoing. From what I understand, um, the police have a lot of things on the table. They do have murder charges on the table. They have hate crimes on the t- on the table. So it's good to hear that that's happening. But had this not gained this national attention, it, it very well could have been swept under the rug. So because this happened back on February 8th, and no one knew about it for two weeks. So. Um, so it's scary. What were you going to say, Taryn? No, I was just going to say the commonality between all of this, right, is something the three of us have the privilege to enjoy, which is bodily autonomy. Mm-hmm. Right? 
we can seek the health care that we need, right? To live the lives that we want to live our lives, right? And the common thread for all of this is it's control over others. It's bodily autonomy in every case you're seeing this, right? You're protecting yes. nobody with these laws. Mm-hmm. You're protecting your power, your privilege, and your hegemony, right? And that's it. That's I, almost, wanted. I almost want to tell them, like, leave our bodily autonomy alone. You can go without wearing a mask, you know, if, if that's what it takes. Because <laughs> they're so backwards. They Well, then they're going to say, my body, my choice, right? Yeah, except, oh, fuck me. So, um, <laughs> Jesse, I think it's my choice for me and not for thee, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, it's totally agree bodily autonomy. Um, I just also want to hit on like kind of more macro level. I think it's like a push towards, you know, Christo fascism, right? Um, Which, you know, they could get into a whole rabbit hole about like moving towards like eugenics and like that's part of, you know, the desire for, eradicating trans people and, you know, um, trying to control reproductive rights and, you know, all of that. Um, but, but, uh, I just think that it's what also just really is so irritating to me kind of on a more general level, just so consistently is that we have so many problems as a world and as a country and in our own communities, um, that really do need to be addressed um, that are just not addressed because, um, this, the conservative party is so focused on uh, trying to restrict bodily autonomy, um, and trying to restrict, um, you know, more open education, um, and trying to erase, um, you know, identities that are not white, um, and, and all of that. And instead of focusing on all of the problems that we have that are so real, you know, of climate change, housing crisis, you know, uh, the cost of inflation, like all of these things that like we could really use help on that would like, that's really what I want politicians to be working on, um, solutions for like food insecurity, like all of that are things that, um, that's really what I want politicians to be working on. And I, and I hope, and I hope, although, you know, we'll see with this election, it seems like so far, the politics around bigotry are really kind of a losing battle. They are. Um, I mean, the thing that sucks is that when the, when people are in power, they're going to legislate their asses off to like do everything they can, which is what we've seen this incredibly high number of bills that are anti-trans and, you know, even anti-queer a little bit more broadly and anti-reproductive rights and all of that. But, but um but I think that it it's, does seem like, and, you know, I certainly hope that it is true that, like, that this party is failing and it is falling apart and that, you know, um, if we do as much as we can to get them out of power um, and not just on the national level, but all the way down to the local level and 100%, like, all the way down to the school boards, you know, like, Those this guy, Ryan Walters, elections. like, he needs to be off the freaking, yeah. he needs to be out of the school system, like, there's no reason. And I don't even understand how people like can be a part of a school system if they're not, if they don't live there, you know, like, like, like certainly I don't know anything about the rulemaking around that, but like, in my opinion, it's like, if you're not a parent or a teacher or at the bare minimum, a resident, 
Like you do, you should not be involved in that school yeah. system. And really, I don't even think a resident should be involved. I think it should be like parents and teachers or people who at least were parents or were teachers, you Someone know, has skin in the game. Yeah. You know, because otherwise, what are you doing? Why are you trying to control this? Mm -hmm. Um, but so I think that, um, like, I think that kind of on a bigger level is, is a thing. Um, and I do want to, um, just kind of acknowledge too, I was, you know, doing a little bit of looking stuff up last night on, um, on the situation with next and, and trying to just make sure I was as up to date as possible. And I want to give people a little bit of hope around people who really want to take some action. So I want to mention, um, we've Taryn mentioned a little bit, but like it, um, you know, um, next was a part of indigenous community that's been, there's been a little bit of a conflicting reports around that. That's why I'm kind of saying this slightly hesitantly because there's been some conflicts of, um, was he Cherokee? Was he Choctaw? There's been a little bit of, um, there's just been conflicting reports around that. And like, we don't know, um, that I did find a really cool organization though, um, that is very involved with, um, the tribal nations in Oklahoma and the 2S LGBTQIA community, that organization is called Freedom Oklahoma, um, which when I first came across it on Google, I was like, freedom, like, just because that's like such a conservative, like rallying word. Yeah. Um, but it is, it is a very um, progressive organization. And um, they're really specifically um, have a vision of, um, of working with, um, all the different, um, it's like there's 39 different sovereign tribal nations in Oklahoma um, and, you know, advocating for them and especially for any individuals who are um, two-spirit, lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender. Um, so if anybody wants to, you know, find a way to support, um, that organization seems like a really good one to um, to support financially if you have the means to do so. That organization is also <clears throat> in the wake of um, Nexus tragic death been offering some support groups um, for uh, people. I think some of them have even been virtual, but it does seem like they actually have a 501c3 and a 501c4. Um, so they have a political arm and just a nonprofit arm. And they specifically talk about on the website um, that they do not take like big funding. They don't have like funders. And one of the reasons for that is so that they can stay independent and stay really true to their values. Yeah. Um, I just want to mention that for people who are looking for any any little hint of positivity in any of this or a place to um, direct their energy. And I just want to mention, too, like we were kind of we were talking earlier about, you know, what this brings up for us about our past. And I when I came out in high school, it was really tough. Um, one of the things that got me through it was uh, finding a local organization for LGBTQ youth. Um, that was supportive, where I could go to support groups and um, find people in the community and also people um, like adults who were volunteering, who were helping mentor um, LGBTQIA youth. And um, and I just want to like just support any um, any youth who might possibly come across this. You know, uh, there's definitely resources online. The It Gets Better Project is a good thing to check out. Um, there are some good resources through there. There are some apps if somebody is in an area where they 
cannot find a local organization. They don't feel like it's safe to go to a local organization. You know, I totally understand some people may be in that situation, but if if you are in a it, around a local organization, you can do some research or feel like you have enough support to go to a local organization in person. Um, it can really help you get through this as far as, you know, like kind of going back to addressing like the people who are still being bullied day to day. Um, I just want to encourage that because um, if you have the access to that, it was something that really, really helped me a ton. Um, and the itgetsbetter.org has uh, resources to like lists of local organizations too. So I just want to mention that. Amazing. Yeah, thanks. Yeah. I think, um, yeah, I saw in initial reports, right, where that next was um, Cherokee Choctaw. So to me, I look to the family or to the tribe. Oh, this occurred on Cherokee land. Okay. This is Cherokee Nation land that Owasso is on. So for me, I was encouraged by seeing the principal chief come out with a statement from the Cherokee Nation. Um, I also think, and part of this comes back from what happened with um, Zoe Zephyr up, um, I think it's the Montana. You know, I was talking to an indigenous politician up there, and I was like, we need the tribes to weigh in, right? We need the tribes. Like, there is history of our people. And when I say our people, I'm talking about the three of us, right? Like, there is history of us on this continent. We need that. We need that security and safety of the tribes. They are independent nations within this country and are treated as such. So, sorry. <laughs> Kind of made me jump a little bit. Um, so I'll take that your dog agreed with me. So, um, but yeah, this occurred on Cherokee land. I want to know exactly what the tribe is planning on doing, right? I want to know how it works to have a public school on native land, right? And what those connections are. Like, I want people to dive down deeper in this so we can figure out some stuff. Cause I think, like, for us, I think the tribes are somewhere that we can actually have some support. Right. And um, like I said, the statement from the principal chief was encouraging, but I kind of went a little bit more. Right. You know, and I think that's important. Um, you know, like for me, when I belong to a tribal community back east, led by two spirits. Right. So it's like I chose that tribal community because of that, mm -hmm. because I knew what my journey was heading. Right. And it's important. I also want to add one thing just to like when we talk about what next. Right. So next with friends identified as trans and masculine. Um, not every indigenous person is two-spirit. I refer to myself as two-spirit because I blended both male and female spirits together into something different. And I'm comfortable with that, and I'm comfortable with that label, but no one should ever assign an indigenous queer person um, the label of two-spirits without talking to them first, right? And That's... to understand their journey and their walk. 100%. Yeah. Yeah, and we're, we're here where... Cherokee blood has been spilled on Cherokee land in a building stolen from Cherokee's land by colonizers. And I don't know who, I, I don't know anything about the girls that assaulted him, but um, I, I don't know. Um, to get, to circle back onto the politics part, um, we need to, I do have a feeling that Democrats are going to do pretty well in 2024. Um, I saw a stat um, from the Ohio Democratic Party that 18-year-olds have registered, 
35% more 18-year-olds have registered to vote in Ohio than any other um, than, than the past. So um, people are getting, they're passionate about it. Um, but what, if the Democrats win, we have to hold their feet to the fire to actually get them to do something. Because that's the problem that we have is why hasn't the Equality Act passed? You know, they had so much time to do it. They need to actually get the stuff done and solidify and protect rights for everybody, you know, codify Roe into law rather than all that stuff to just kind of keep it going. Um, since we're starting to run short on time, I do want to bring up allies here. Um, we found, we in the trans community have found a very powerful ally in a guy named Sean Cummings in Oklahoma. Uh, he's the vice mayor of uh, a place called The Village, which is like on the on the outskirts of Oklahoma City, I believe. And he owns an Irish bar there. But he's been very vocal against these horrible school boards and horrible rulings. And I know he's been attacked by the libs of TikTok uh, person. And speaking of her, I would talk about an unassuming person. She just looks like another mom, and that's even more terrifying to me than anything. That usually, when you think of a far a zealot of hate and stuff like that, you think of, your brain just thinks of someone like Trump, you know. And what's terrifying is she blends in. Um, so we have to watch out for that. I want to share this. It's about three and a half minutes long um, from Sean. This is a very powerful message. This right here is a perfect example of how to be an amazing ally. So I'm going to go ahead and play it. So are you doing this? I'm just going to add that that person who runs Loops of TikTok has an enormous platform and is making outrageous amounts of changes in a very negative way. Um, I don't know if you all saw the video of her getting interviewed by a, a reporter in L.A. I think I it's in L.A. Yeah, th I know that's been like really um, a pretty hot topic in the last week as well. And uh, I have not I've seen clips of it. I have not watched the entire thing, um, <laughs> but I have seen clips of it. And and yeah, I kind of have a. I kind of have a both and perspective on it, honestly, but I'm curious to know what you think. So my view is this, right? Like, I think it's important that Chaya speak because I found for me, what was most illuminating was, number one, conservatives can never handle a follow-up question. And number two, she sounded like an idiot, right? She doesn't know what she's talking about. She's, tra she's trafficking and selling fear and selling this lie. And then when called on it, she folds like a cheap-ass suit. So... I looked at it like, yeah, I can understand where people are like, I can't believe you gave her a platform. I'm like, no, please show people how stupid she is. Yeah. Please show people how short-sighted she is, how ignorant she is, right? She started a TikTok probably because she sucks at real estate. I don't know, just like her her number one guy. Um, <laughs> so I'm just, sorry, I'm a little bitter on this one. But um, that's kind of how I felt. Jess, what about you? Yeah, no, I mean, I, I felt like um, this is understandable that it, is very traumatizing to trans people, um, you know, specifically or LGBTQ plus people, but like, you know, specifically people in the trans community. Um, and like, I kind of have to say like, like that wasn't for us. 
you know, and it wasn't for her uh, staunch supporters either. Um, I see that as that this is something for the people in the middle. This is something for the people that don't know anything about her. Um, this is something for the people who may be curious um, and maybe pretty uninformed. So I saw it as like good, good to get it out there and also important for our community to understand that we still need to have our own boundaries around it for our own mental health, you know, and like we don't have to like it, but I, d- I didn't see it as as something that really helps her promotion at all, you know, because I do I, I do think that, you know, hey, even if her staunch supporters really liked it, like who cares? They weren't going to be swayed anyway. You know, um, so I really see it as that it could be good for for the people in the middle, for the people that don't don't have a lot of information that aren't very invested, who are kind of coming into this going, who is this person? You know, what are they like? What are they about? And and really kind of, yeah, uh, poking at that. um, It it does seem to be that, uh, yeah, that it was pretty apparent that um, that there's no there there, you know. Um, that, that she's got nothing beyond, um, just platforming hatred. Um, and, and that there's, and that there's really nothing behind it. Um, and it was interesting because the couple clips that I saw, I remember her saying something about like, well, I don't like lies, but then there was like another clip where she was saying, well, is it illegal to lie? You know? And it's like, you, it doesn't even, okay. You know, it's like, I don't, I mean, and, you know, even that argument is silly because it's like, okay, you know, you don't like lies. I mean, that's just like saying you don't agree with anything anybody does. You could consider it a lie. I mean, you could consider somebody's religion a lie. You could consider, I mean, there's so many different angles where it's like, okay, whatever. And, you know, like that doesn't mean that you then need to uh, destroy people's life. But yeah, I mean, um, like I would, I'm hoping that like, I certainly don't hope she causes more havoc, but I think she will. Um, I kind of hope that her history goes the way of like Alex Jones, you know, in the sense that, um, that, you know, that somebody takes her Mm -hmm. to task and, um, and, you know, um, sues her for defamation or whatever in a way, whatever needs to happen to get her to stop because she's just actively harming the community. Um, and I don't know why, I don't know what it is that like people just get like into whatever the ego, like power thing is that like trips up and then they just like fall down this hole of like, just continuing to go into like infinity around hating some group that like I doesn't seem like did anything to them ever you know and so I just I don't get it but no I I actually thought that I mean I thought that the interview from what I saw of it was good um in in that sense um I just also think that like the trans community is just so sensitive right now yeah you know yeah, I mean, no, I totally respect that. Right? Like, everybody's got to look at this um, from their own unique perspective, right? Like, for me, you know, I've kind of dialed back on some of the next stuff, right, over the last couple of days because it was just, it gets too real, right? It gets too close to some of the experiences I've had. And it's just like, so I totally understand protecting that piece. But I think you're right. I mean, from the middle, that's what I liked about it, right? Was like, 
I don't like seeing anybody who's just a plain old hater, like in any kind of platform. But the way that she was just dismantled in her logic, right, in her lack of facts, her lack of knowledge, I want that to resonate. I want that to be there for all time. And yes, I do want to see her sued into oblivion, like the rest of these hate mongers, right? And then they'll all be in, like, then maybe they can shack up in the same apartment with Giuliani, you know, after he's, uh, he pays his stuff out. Jess, I'm super political in case you know. <laughs> I didn't know that. No. <laughs> Not at all. There we go. Is that better? Yep. Okay. <clears throat> I was trying to get the screen share to record so they could hear it, but I don't, for some reason they couldn't and whatever. So I'm going to plug that in right now. <clears throat> Thank you all very much. Um, before I start, uh, we spoke last month, and uh, your Chaya Rajchek put you my deal out before I left. I had a death threat, city council threats, everything else. Real nice, but that's the person on the library board now. As we expected to have happen, because it's happened 20 times when she talks. Now, I want to look at the Owasso situation here, and I don't want to sit here and say I'm the Nostradamus of everything, because none of it's funny. I would open up with a joke, usually, because I pegged this so correctly. You, and your rhetoric, and your inability to do anything as a board here, are partially responsible for emboldening bullies to jump a girl in the bathroom. Three older girls don't just jump a 16-year-old in the bathroom for no apparent reason, especially when they're of the alphabet community, who you personally have attacked ever since you ran for office, and you brought in the chief attacker of this. Chaya Rychak. Okay? It's on you. You remember when I said the blood's on you guys and everything? I think what you're looking at now is a federal lawsuit for each one of you personally, and I hope it happens because it'll bankrupt you. And I hope it happens for you, Ryan, because you're money-oriented, I hope it bankrupts you as well. There is legal culpability here. Um, no Title IX is followed. Teacher didn't turn it in. Principal didn't turn it in. Is it mandatory reporting? Is that what it's called? Mandatory? Give me a nod. If you're on the school board, you should know. Is it mandatory reporting for somebody to report a hate crime? Is it mandatory? Did I not tell you this was going to happen? Yet here I am again, and I'm sure when I leave your Chaya Rychek chick will tweet my stuff out again and I'll get more death threats. That's who you brought into the room. You emboldened these three girls yourself. Chaya Rychek emboldened these three girls by being on the library board. It's already difficult to be in high school. It's very difficult to be different. But when somebody is attacked for being different, this isn't even about the death part, because that's coming next. We'll see who gets charged and how many families lose their children to prison. You are liable. You. So what are you going to do about it down the line? Literally, what are you going to do to change your behavior? It was real nice that you said thoughts and prayers for everybody at the beginning. You brought it on. Did Chaya Reichek do something in that school against an alphabet-friendly teacher? And she ended up getting so many threats she quit? Yet you still brought her on, and within a month, magically, something happens. You have no deniability here. It is a pattern. Forced Gump could see this pattern. You don't deserve that. You have actual blood on your hands, no matter how sincere you try to, you probably practiced it in the mirror to look sincere today. Look, you and worthless ass Chaya Rechek, literally blood on your hands, and everybody that still sits at this table shouldn't have shown up today. 
and done some kind of a protest to show you're not okay with this. Get a backbone. Literally, it's embarrassing. I am humiliated and embarrassed for every one of you that showed up today. Shame on you, man. And as I told you, sooner or later, you're going to get a parent comes after you and yours. That's the way this works. Keep it up. Thank you, Sean. Next, we have Mike Howe. Okay, we're back. Um, so, Sean, I actually reached out to him and asked him for um, if he had a statement. Um, I was hoping you were going to read this. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to read what he said. He, he gave me his cell phone number, and he, he said he would like to be on the show. He just wasn't able to join us today because of some personal stuff that he had. But um, he said the lives of TikTok threats and everything – forced me to lower my social profile for a bit. The single most important thing I would tell anybody in the alphabet community is that they have to vote. It seems so simple, but in Oklahoma, we have a terribly low voter turnout. Everyone needs allies. You don't have to agree on everything, but you need to have allies in the trenches to get candidates in that aren't insane. It seems so simple to people to be kind, but that isn't where the money is these days. And let me know if there's anything else I can do for you. So that was a statement from Sean on that. His main thing is he, he's begging Oklahomans to get out and vote. Um, your vote does matter. I, it's You may not always like who you're voting for, but <clears throat> it's... The alternatives that we have, it, it, it's it's just deadly for too many people. Um, and not voting is just giving the other side more power because they show up. We need we need people that are progressive to get out and do it. Um, yeah, and I know it can feel like your vote doesn't matter. But it does. The only reason it feels like it doesn't matter is because propaganda has told you that, and that propaganda is false. Uh, what was the the last presidential election was in the end determined by something like forty five thousand votes, even though there's like like an eight million vote difference. But when it came down to like the electoral college, it was very very tight, and we see that over and over and over again. Um, we have to get these people out. So. Sean, if you're listening, thank you so much for being an ally. Um, I encourage people to follow him. Um, his uh, he's on Instagram and TikTok most most active on TikTok, but um, Sean is spelled S E A N. So Sean underscore Cummings underscore Irish underscore Pub, and we need more people like Sean in in office. So because. We need people to actually do something. I, I, I said it uh, before the clip, but we have to hold Democrats' feet to the fire to actually get them to do something if they get in office. We can't let them just slack like they've done before. Um, we have to call them out on that kind of stuff because, you know, they are also getting – a lot of them are getting paid off by donors as well. So um, if you're elected by the people to be a representative of the people, you need to represent the people and not your corporate sponsors. This country is being torn into a horrible mix of a theocracy and a corporate, like, I, I, I can't even remember the word for it, but um, 
we are owned by our corporate overlords. Like right now, we're going through this thing with Wendy's, um, where they are want to do surge pricing for their items. And as if it's not already so expensive, like around me, a spicy chicken sandwich is almost $7. And how much more money do they need? I mean, they're already making tons of income. You know, Dave Thomas and Lynn MK are probably just rolling in their graves at all this. But it's stuff like that you see happening. People can't afford to live. We have to push back against that. Um and we are certainly not going to have any pushback against it while Republicans are in office. So, America's yeah, I'm sorry, Jeff. Go ahead. Oh, so, we're both like, I'm sorry. Uh, no, agreed. Um, if you don't vote, like, I know there's been a lot of conversation recently about protest, protest voting, protest unvoting, uh, withholding a vote out of protest. Um, you know, that gets into... A whole nother topic that we certainly don't have time for today. But mm-hmm. like, I get it that like, I am not happy with everything that this administration has done. I am not happy with their foreign policy. I am not happy with many things. But not voting for the progressive party right now um, will not help any of those causes. Mm-hmm. It will not help any people affected by any of those issues. Um, and, you know, there was, I don't know if I can articulate this super well, but I'll try. Like there was something I saw that someone said that it's like, you have to imagine that you're on a bus, right? We're not on a, we're not on a race car to an end here, you know? Um, So like if the next stop is four more years of Biden, you know, um, assuming his health holds, like let's hope it does, you know, um, that, um, that, that may not be your goal. That may not be, you know, he may not be like the ideal politician for you. He's not for me, but um, I certainly think that it helps. It 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 does not help me or anyone I care about um, or anyone that, you know, anyone that I care about that I know or, or anyone that I care about that I don't know um, by withholding my vote from the Democratic Party. Um, and yes, I totally agreed, Vanessa, that yes, we need to vote them in and then we need to hold them to it. And then we need to push them to change these things about the party that we want to see changed. Um, but, but um, you know, not participating um, at some point is is kind of a, a point of it's a maybe a false sense of like privilege. Um, it's not anything that I can afford right mm-hmm. now. No, at this point, like people that don't want to vote because they don't like either party. Yeah, there's downsides to both, but there's a much bigger downside to voting Republican. Um, If the Republicans win again in 2024, we're honestly facing between looking at Project 2025, Trump's Agenda 47, we're honestly looking at this could be the last time in America that people can vote. That's where we are right now. Um, or at least that their votes matter. Well, as as they said at CPAC, you know, welcome mm-hmm. to the end of democracy. Yes, exactly. Right? And that was very telling. Uh, they, they are no longer uh, hiding anything. They're saying all the white parts out loud. And we need to fucking believe them because 
it's scary. You have to get out there. I understand the withholding vote thing. We should not be supporting Israel. We should be giving keeping that money and spending it on Americans. Like what they said, I, I keep hearing a number of something like $12 billion would solve homelessness in America. So let's do that. Um, but yeah, again, that's a conversation for a whole other time, but um, free Palestine. Um, so I I know just, are, can I add a couple things? Real quick? Yeah. So, <clears throat> so just with the protest vote, right? So we saw this in Michigan. The protest vote that's happening in the primary right now should happen, right? There should be nudging him into a more leftist mindset against an ongoing genocide against an indigenous population, right? So I totally support that. If you're going to withhold your vote in the general election, I will not engage with your content. I will not share your content. I will not promote your content because our rights and our lives are at stake. When we talk about it also, we need to understand the privilege of telling people to go out and vote, right? Because as we have just kind of highlighted on Oklahoma, in many red states, there is disenfranchisement of black and brown Americans across the country. When we talk about like Oklahoma, I need to do some research on what laws they've passed to prevent people from sovereign nations, tribal nations from voting. I know that Nome had passed some things that made it incredibly difficult for indigenous First Nation people to vote in a general election, right? They do these small little changes, right? Knowing how a certain people live, they do a small change where you have to have a physical street address. Well, nobody has that up in South Dakota, out there in the, in the, on the reservation, right? So yeah. prevents and suppresses that vote. So while we can sit here privileged, right, to say, please vote, you know, don't, don't, stand, don't stand by get in there and fight. We have to also acknowledge too that there are so many millions of people disenfranchised every year in this country. Mm -hmm. You know, and I'm just going to adjust Vanessa to what you had said earlier. America is one of those rare countries where you can have $30,000 in your checking account, become a senator, and in five or six years have about 10, 15, 20 million. So that's not how it is for me. I know how it is for you. Yes, I'm guessing it's not how it is for you either. So, you know, I think for us, get the money out of politics, please. Yes. Stop this dark money. Stop this these political action committees who are just, their sole existence is to suppress us, mm -hmm. right? Their sole existence is to, to get rid of us. Like, we've got to change politics. And I'm not going to tolerate it. When the Democrats have a landslide. If it's a giant blue tsunami, I am not going to stay silent. I'm like, I'm going to be pushing to get rid of the electoral college to take out that dark money from nefarious forces and to expand the goddamn Supreme Court, for God's sakes. Mm -hmm. So that's the kind of shit that I'm going to be pushing. Sorry, I'm a little profane on this episode because I'm a little salty. As this episode is rated explicit. You can say whatever you want. Yeah, so. so I'm a little salty as fuck. So those are some of the things that I believe. So I think we're all on the same page. So we just got to fight like hell, make this happen. Um, I, I've been this past couple of weeks, I've been thinking more and more about my exit plan and my exit plan is what country or state can I move to yeah. where I can take my money out of this country and live in relative safety? Like that's where I'm at right now. I'm like, there that, too. You know, and that well, it's one reason I'm so desperate to find a job because I'm, I'm broke, you know, I can't afford to go anywhere and 
it's it's terrifying. So yeah, there's a whole bunch of a whole bunch of people like that. You know, we're in, we're in tough straits, right? And we have to we got to fight through and just I mean, God, put everything we have into it. Yeah. yeah. Jess, do you have any closing thoughts? No, I just want to thank you, Taryn, for bringing that up as far as the disenfranchisement of motors, because you are 100 percent right. Um, I. I um, know a little bit more about it from the like um, criminal justice angle than indigenous populations. So, uh, but I really appreciate you bringing that up because it is absolutely true. Um, you know, specifically again for like people of color um, in this country. <clears throat> and again, that's a whole nother conversation. But like, but yeah, um, you're totally right. So I agree. It is a privilege. Um, I think if you have that privilege, especially in the general election, please use it. We but, have to check yes. our privilege. Yeah. Um, but yeah, thank you for saying that. Well, thank you both of us, for both of us. Thank you both of you for being on this week. Um, I need to wrap up because I'm about to pee my pants, but um, okay. yeah. So thank you everyone for listening. Um, his name was next Benedict, his name. And Please support the show and support, just support your local queer community. Reach out when people struggle. I, uh, Trevor Project said that their, um, their calls went up like 300% after the, the news of next, uh, broke, which it means it's resonating with a lot of people. So, but we will see you next time. Thank you very much for joining us. Bye, y'all.